Good afternoon, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the October 7th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show is brought to you by my consulting firm, Janice Allen Jackson and Associates, LLC. You can learn more about me as well as the services that I provide on my website, and that is www.janisallenjackson.weebly.com. And that Weebly is spelled W-E-E-B-L-Y. So it's janisallenjackson.weebly.com. Also, if you just Google the name of the firm, um, Janice Allen Jackson and Associates, uh, you'll be directed to my website. I am very excited to bring this show to you as I am all of my shows because you know it's election season and this is really where I get a chance to try to make sure that you as well as I am informed about the matters that I need to be informed about in order to vote responsibly. And I I say that it's you and me in the same way that preachers do. A lot of times a preacher in a pulpit will say, when I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself as well. And the same is true here with this show, because as I research information to share with you, a lot of times I'm learning things for the first time. And today is one of those days. My uh, topic for today is the Richmond County Board of Education. Uh, As you know, I've worked in local government for a lifetime, but I have never uh, worked for a school system. There are some things that I know just by virtue of my experience and my interest in public matters about school systems. But for today's show, I did a good bit of research to make sure that I could provide good information to you about the school system. Uh, As I discuss the roles and responsibilities of the school board, I also have invited uh, our contestants for District 1. Most of you know that I live in District 1. So today, to get this kicked off, I have uh, invited the two people who are running for that slot to represent my area of Augusta, Richmond County. They are uh, Shonda Griffin and Brian Green. Uh, We'll ask them a couple of questions, just like we do everybody else. We've asked them uh, what their biggest accomplishment in their public life is, as well as ask them what their top priorities would be if they are elected to represent us on the school board. But before I get started with that, I want to uh, also refer you back to last week's show. Uh, If you missed last week's show, you missed one of the best shows that we've ever done. Uh, My guests were the two people, the Democrat and the Republican, who were running for district attorney of the Augusta Circuit, Uh, Miss Natalie Payne, who is the incumbent Republican, as well as Mr. Jarrett Williams, who is the challenger and a Democrat. Uh, They are two very bright young attorneys who are eager to serve the Augusta area. So if you missed that show, please go to my website. Um, There's a local matters tab there on my website. Please go there and uh, go, go pull up that show so you can see the differences and the similarities between those two candidates. 
today, uh, likewise, as I said, I'll have two candidates and um, the purpose of us bringing those candidates on the show is for you to learn more about them, but also for you to be able to compare and contrast them to see who it is that fits your point of view the best. So before we get to that, however, I am going to talk some about the roles and responsibilities of the school board. Uh, as I do that, I will offer some comparisons to the school board, uh, comparison to the uh, Augusta Commission. Uh, there are some distinct similarities and differences, and we'll go over those as we discuss that. I also talk a little bit about their budget and how they utilize those tax dollars that are provided to them. Uh, and I will also then turn it over to the candidates for them to talk to us. However, before I get to that, there is one extremely important thing I need to do, and that is I need to uh, let, ask you if you have gotten your absentee ballot, if you plan to vote absentee. The reason I have to ask you that question is because I don't have mine yet. I went online at securethevote.com. I requested the ballot. If I go into the MVP system, that's the My Voter Page system at the Georgia Secretary of State's office. If I type in my identifying information, which is really easy, all I have to do is put in my first initial, last name, county of residence, date of birth. Uh, it'll take me to all of the information uh, related to my registration to vote. And it shows me there that I requested the ballot on September 21st. It also says the ballot was issued on September 21st. But guess what? I still don't have it. What I found out upon investigation was those ballots are actually printed and processed in Arizona. So it is taking at least two weeks for those uh, ballots to arrive. So if any of you are in a similar situation as myself, Let's try to hold on, be patient for another couple of days. Uh, and after another couple of days, if I don't have that ballot, I'm going to get in touch with the uh, Board of uh, Elections here in Richmond County uh, so they can tell me what to do because I will not be denied the opportunity to vote on November 3rd. Um, now, uh, having said that, uh, let's talk about the school board a little bit. Uh, like the Augusta Commission, it is comprised of 10 members and they use the exact same district boundaries that the Augusta Commission uses. So if you are in District 1 for the Augusta Commission, that means that you are in District 1 for the school board. Um, that is made possible by the fact that the Augusta boundaries after consolidation are the same as the Richmond County boundaries, are the same as the school system's boundaries. So we're all serving what is in the corporate limits, both the school system as well as the Augusta Commission are serving uh, what's in the corporate limits of Richmond County. So that is one of the key similarities between the school board and the Augusta Commission. There are also some key differences. One is that in the instance of Augusta's government, the city government, you are electing a mayor. That mayor is the only person that is elected uh, countywide, citywide, however you want to reference it after consolidation. That's the only person that uh, is elected at large from the entire uh, uh, group of registered voters in Augusta, Richmond County. 
the school system does have a chair of the board, but that chair is selected from among the members of that of the, of the school board, which is to say that they get together among themselves and make a decision as to who will uh, serve as chair. And I believe they serve a two-year term as the chair. Uh, the, that uh, decision is made uh, in January. Every two years, uh, the school board makes a decision as to who it is that will serve in the chairman role. The other key difference between the Augusta Commission and the school board is that the Augusta Commission has term limits. That is to say that their members can only serve uh, eight years back to back, to eight years total, two four-year terms back to back consisting of eight years. After that eight years, they cannot run for office again. On the other hand, the school board does not have any term limits. So those members can serve for a considerable period of time. I think uh, this year, as I understand, Mr. Marion Barnes is stepping down um, after having served for approximately 20 years. Uh, and there are some other members on that board, I believe, who've also served for a considerable length of time. And they would not be able to do that if they were, in fact, serving on the Augusta Commission. Also, in preparation for this show, I looked at the school system's website. As I mentioned, uh, websites are a great source of information, uh, particularly as we know that the general public, uh, people who want to be informed, like myself, like yourself, uh, like to get good information. Many organizations have chosen to put a lot of information, a wealth of information on their websites, and our Richmond County Board of Education is no exception to that. Uh, their website is rcboe.org, uh, and if you go in there, you can get a ton of information. I was able to go in and learn about their budget, uh, for instance, their total budget, $402 million, which is uh, less than half of the budget of the uh, Augusta Commission. Just want to point that out as we do those comparisons. Their general fund budget is $260 million. Debt service, $30.5 million. Capital projects, approximately $50 million. And special revenue, $61 million for the 2021 year, uh, which is the current year. So their total budget, when you add up all those funds, is $402 million. Of that general fund, which is primarily their operating money, 62% of that money is spent on instruction. And you may ask, well, if you've got a $260 million budget, the primary job of a school system is instruction. How is it that their expenditure for instruction is only 62% of the budget? Well, that is because there's so many other things that school systems these days are required to do. For instance, their next two largest areas of expenditure are the maintenance and operations, that is 11%, and support services central is 10% of their budget. So uh, then you also have to look at things like food service and transportation, um, various other things make up small slivers of their budget till you get to a point where you spent an entire uh, general fund of $260 million 
for them. So now that you've heard about that budget and their structure in terms of the elected officials, what are the duties and responsibilities of school board members? This again is on their website, so you can look at this at your leisure. Uh, but first, let's think about them purchasing, leasing, or otherwise acquiring, constructing, repairing, and maintaining school properties, school houses, and school grounds, and to equip the same, to include provision of libraries, laboratories, playground equipment, and all other facilities appropriate for school buildings and grounds. And school boards, like uh, an elected commission, Augusta Commission, have the authority also to acquire land for the purposes described above by means of eminent domain. And what does eminent domain mean? That basically means that they can go through a process in court to uh, obtain property even if you don't really want to sell. Now, of course, if you don't want to sell, they do have to negotiate a reasonable price with you and the courts can get involved in determining what that reasonable price is. But if it is determined that that property is necessary and appropriate for school use, they have the power of eminent domain to obtain that property. Next, school boards appoint and remove superintendents of schools as well, principals, teachers, supervisors, attendance officers, janitors, and other employees as in its discretion are necessary. And of course, they're governed by a set of rules that are handed down by the state in order to do that, but they do have the power to do so. School boards also determine the length of the school year to fix the opening and closing dates thereof, the holidays and vacations therein, provided that that year shall consist of not less than the minimum required by the state of Georgia, which I believe is 180 days of instruction. They also fix the compensation and prescribe the powers and duties of all employees of the school system, including the establishment of a pay plan and a system of increments for said employees. They establish upon the recommendations of the superintendent of schools, the course of study for each class and grade in the school system. They fix the amount of tuition to be paid by non-resident pupils in the public schools of Richmond County. And which is to say that if somebody lives in Aiken County or Columbia County or Burke County, and they want their children to attend school in Richmond County, they can be charged a fee, charged tuition, and the Board of Education decides how much that tuition is. They also establish the qualifications of teachers and other employees of the board, provided that the board is governed by the provisions of the state. They also investigate the conduct of the superintendent or any principal, teacher, or employee of the board of any situation affecting the successful operation of the school system. And in the conduct of such investigations and hearings, they can, they being the president or vice president of the board, shall have the power to administer oaths and to compel the attendance of witnesses by subpoena. Uh, which is to say, if they're conducting an investigation and they decide that they need employee Y or X to be there, uh, they can subpoena you just like a court would to make sure that uh, those persons attend that hearing so that they can get all of the facts that they think they need in order to make sound decisions. 
So now that you understand a little bit more about the electoral structure and the districts and the limitations on folks who are in office, now that you understand a little bit more about their budget and you understand more about their the, the job, the duties that they have to do, I want to now turn it over to our two candidates for District 1, uh, being Shonda Griffin and also Brian Green, for them to talk to you a little bit about their background and their vision for the office. One of my guests today is Ms. Shonda Griffin. She is seeking the District 1 school board seat. And uh, I have two questions for her, just like all of the other candidates. The first question being, what is your greatest accomplishment in your public life? Ms. Griffin, please tell us. Um, that's a loaded question, you guys. <laughs> I never really do things to kind of seek publicity. I've always been a behind the scenes person and I've been always quite okay with that. Um, it's just keep your head down, plant your feet and do the work. Um, I want to say, I guess my public life is also part of my personal life. Um, I'm a survivor. I, six years ago, uh, they told me I would never walk again. I went blind and I went paralyzed. And the doctors stood in front of my family and friends and, and told me that I would never walk again. And um, without missing a beat, I told them I don't receive that because there are things that I was supposed to be doing in my life that God had showed me. And when he showed them to me, I was standing, walking, jumping, moving. Um, and so I've always used that um, as a stepping stone Proof of My Faith. I launched, I launched a platform called Proof of My Faith um, because there's a lot of times our faith that publicly, I've done a lot of work. I've worked on several campaigns. Um, I was director of voter engagement for the Young Dems of Augusta Richmond organization. We registered about um, 1,200, 12 to 1,300 new voters, and that's not counting the voters that did changes of addresses or was coming into the state to register, but we're talking about new voters that we did. Um, I've always targeted youth. I'm a mother of three daughters, um, and so it's always been all things and things that we may not understand and I ask questions in my house I'm like what are you saying and what does that mean uh, and so I want to say the greatest thing my greatest accomplishment was one just overcoming when they said that I couldn't and that I wouldn't just fighting back and overcoming that um, I'm walking talking moving now um, I deal with the residue of that but I I I pattern that around my life and don't pattern my life around that. Um, I have always been, let's put our hand to the plow. I'm a veteran. So it's nothing for me to get into there and just do the work. I, I really don't seek the accolades. And I, as I'm thinking hard about that question, I've never received any public award and I've never sought one. Um, and I'm okay with just looking at things that have gotten done. I'm, I'm a bigger picture kind of a person. So I'm okay at looking at things and seeing things flourish and knowing to myself that I had a hand in that, that, you know, that, that I, I was a part of that. I love getting into things that's on the ground floor and that's just starting from the beginning. So when it blows up and blossoms and grows and accomplishes and do a lot of good things, I can always say I had a hand in that. I was a part of that. All right. All right, very good. Next question directly related to the office that you are seeking. Uh, what would be your first priority for the Richmond County school system? 
Um, my first priority um, is earning the trust of our community members. I've been talking with a lot of parents, a lot of students too. Again, my daughter just graduated in 2020 and just listening to um, her peers. She graduated from Laney High School and just listening to her peers and listening to teachers and administration is they don't trust what's going on. They don't feel like they're listening, listened to, they don't feel like they're heard. And so of course my priority would be is earning the trust of our students, our parents, our community members, the faculty and staff from the janitor to the bus driver, to the cafeteria worker, to the nurse. Um, I would say one of the bigger things I would like to work on is looking at um, servicing the student as a whole person holistically and is among the top the bottom four percent in a, in georgia and what i've been doing is reaching out to those that are in the top ten percent those who kind of rotate the in those positions and just kind of talking to their school board members to find out what are you guys doing that's so different i mean if we're all adapting to somewhat of the same state regulations what are you guys doing that's so different that will keep you in the top 10 percent of the state rankings and we drop from one 66 to 172. So how can we rise up? Um, so I'm looking at bringing creative and progressive ways um, aside from standardized testing. A lot of the complaints that I've been hearing about aside from the lack of trust is the standardized test. Not every person, and I'm a person that's not a good test taker. So it, it does not uh, a test does not reflect my level of intelligence. What it does, it reflects how well I can remember facts that's given to me. Okay, very good. Uh, if there's one more thing you want to add for our listeners, please share at this time. Yes, um, I'm a person that, uh, we're, I'm glad that this is a nonpartisan position because I'm a person that has always been able to work across the lines, see both sides of it. And I believe in all of our solutions are right here in our community. We just have to let our egos to the side and be willing to reach out to those, whether they are an elected official or our next door neighbor. Somebody has great ideas in our community. And it is my job and my priority to ace this thing. And by ace, um, I'm a veteran, so we use acronyms. By ace, I mean accountability, commitment, and engagement. I'm gonna be accountable and transparent to those who elected me to be in that seat. I work for the community, the students, the parents, the families. I'm gonna be committed to finding ways to make us globally competitive and academically competitive when we send our kids off to college. And I'm gonna be engaged in our community. I'm gonna to continue to be engaged in our community outside of just the boardroom. Being a board member means more than just sitting there making decisions. We have to have an ear to the ground to know the temperature and the culture of our city, what our families, what our students, what our teachers needs. And I'm committing that to each one of you. So if, if by chance you were looking for someone to vote for, if you have not made up your mind, I would love to earn your vote for November the 3rd to be your school board representative for District 1. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Uh, our guest for today is Mr. Brian Green. He is a candidate for District 1, Richmond County Board of Education. 
Uh, and I have him today to answer a couple of key questions, same as posed to his uh, opponent, Ms. Griffin. First question is, Mr. Green, what is your greatest accomplishment in your public life? I have to say mentoring, being involved with uh, at-risk juvenile and actually seeing them progress to, you know, getting out of the, if you want to call it the, 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 the juvenile justice system. So if I had to have one, I can probably think of others, but that would probably be one. Just being involved with at-risk uh, teenagers, uh, young adults, and being able to see them progress from maybe a life that could have gone on straight to a productive life, being a productive citizen. All right. Thank you very much for that answer. And as you prepare, as you are now in the race for the Richmond County School Board, tell me what your priorities are, um, what your first priority is if you are to become a school board member. Well, amongst my priorities, first, I do need to listen and learn the system, learn how to make proposals. That's very important. Uh, Learn how to, you know, be a part of the agenda, I guess. In other words, before I say I want to do this, that, and other, I need to learn the system, learn how to work, or work. I think that's going to be very important. And in addition to that, I'm going to make myself immediately available to constituents of District 1, teachers uh, of District 1 as well, and to support staff, drivers, folks like that. So building up an immediate bridge is going to be paramount. And just to encourage people to call, not just go around the protocol, not to go around the chain of command, but they definitely, and that's one of the things I think needs to be improved on the board collectively, is being more available for people. I want people to know in District 1 that they can, if they call me, I'll call them back. If I call them, I want you to call me back. Real simple. I'm not looking to go over people's heads and things like that, but... I think people will have a definite peace of mind knowing that they're going to have a school board member that will answer their calls and, uh, you know, be there for them and definitely be there for them. All right. Thank you. And uh, uh-huh. in, in the remaining time that you have, is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners who will be voting in District 1? Sure. Well, thanks. Well, Admiral, you've been very patient. I know we were had some technical things on my end, but I want to say uh, to the people of District 1, uh, I'm ready to go. I, uh, Mr. Barnes is retired now after years of um, honorable service, and I want to pick up where he's leaving off, or as we'll have left off, and hit the ground running. I've been involved with at-risk juveniles for since... Uh, 1995 in an aspect of coaching, mentoring, community coach, volunteer coach, what have you. I have a lock on dealing with young parents. I'm really good with kids. I have my own in the school system as well. I'm a Laney grad. I did 10 years in the Marine Corps. And once again, I just have a good grip on what's going on with our students today. I want to be a bridge builder and just help transform our help transform our school system into a 21st century, you know, beacon of the South. 
All right. Thank you so much for sharing that with me uh, and and my listeners. And I wish you the best. Hey, thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. Hope that that was enlightening for you to hear from those candidates. Uh, and I want to give you the schedule for the remainder of uh, the shows leading up to November 3rd. On October 14th, we'll have candidates from District 8, and I'm also attempting to have the District 10 candidates there as well, uh, because um, if you live in District 8, you're in District 10, so um, that would be an opportunity for you to hear everybody that you uh, are going to have to make decisions regarding. On October 21st, uh, District 4, and October 28th, District 5. And then I will have my wrap-up show, uh, just like last time I did a, a, a recap of the races, and I want to do something similar on November 4th, which will be the day after the election. I hope that this has been very informative for you, um, and it's now time for me to close out. And you know, every week I close out in the same way. I give you a scripture from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. It says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK.net, 103.7 FM, 1600 AM because local matters.